0: No. Where'd you get those big slippers from? Live room. Okay, wait. Will you record some stuff for us? Can you Ah. just say, please give Dady Ladies. All right, thanks. (laughs) Hi, this is Barbara Ann with um, Dady Ladies podcast welcome to one of our last episodes of the season um i thought i would just do my due duty d- diligence that's a joke that child who just left would have found funny and um remind you how uh how important it is for us to get i accidentally just lost my ipad do you know my my ipad is yes i'll tell you where it is if you say give Daity lady some money on cash app no Ladies. Daity ladies. Poo poo butts. Okay, get out of here. I'll help you in a minute. Um, can I do something for my own? Yeah. Haha. <laughs> thank you. Okay, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of town. Okay, so uh, as you can see, I'm a working mom. <laughs> Vera is a working mom. We spend so much time and energy on this podcast. Very foolishly, we, we rarely pimp our Cash App. Um, <laughs> We go out of pocket. We, we have monthly expenses for our editing equipment. Thanks Adobe for making a subscribe. It would be lovely if you wouldn't mind contributing to our pot for next year. So we do have a cash app. It's Dollar Sign Daily Ladies. Something else that's so so important to us. Which thank you to everyone who has uh, rated us on all the places where you rate podcasts. We haven't broken a certain number of uh, reviews in a while. We would love to get that up to like, I mean, a hundred. You know, like how how modest is that ask? I hate the word ask. I hate when you use it like that. But if you wouldn't take just a moment to give us five stars, a written review is very important too. Thank you to everyone who who shares on social media about us. We would love to grow our audience even more in the new year. If you wouldn't mind spreading some holiday cheer for our uh, for our free content that we so happily share. Um, that would mean a ton to us. As a thank you, we would love to send you a postcard if you're not already on our list. If you go to Instagram, the Poo Twins underscore Dady Ladies, the link to get on the mailing list is in our bios. Um, what else? Uh, it's the holiday season. Some people are feeling lonely. We just want to share our love, non-romantic because we don't know you, but uh, just a little reminder that um, th- that you're loved, and it's a genuine love even if it's from afar and it's across the universe and it's, it's not a, it's not as, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a specific, like I'm in love with you. Like I'm not in love, love with you, but there's love and we're sending you love. And that's why we do these podcasts aside from working out our own garbage. um, It's to maybe uh, help, help everyone know that while love can be messy and sad and at times hopeless, uh, romantic love and platonic love, um, that uh we've survived it and we're old now we're like almost 50 and that's ugh, like how is it that we're still like doing a podcast how do we even know what a podcast is you know at this age it's crazy maybe uh there's some other episodes and if you listen to them they might make you feel better but even if they don't just please keep in mind that you are loved you are loved you are loved you are loved you're loved and um it's going to be springtime soon so if you hate the cold uh it, that's going to change everything always changes um, can you hear the kids in the background and that I'm sick and that I'm a little out of my mind alright okay thanks um, and now here's our episode oh, hey w- what happened oh
1: nothing <laughs> except what's in your hand
0: is it your iPad see you always find what you're looking for whether it's an iPad or a feeling of f- 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 or the will to survive okay Give me.
1: bye okay Daity lady, lady the book club of love
0: uh no, 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 no. episode. Hey, Vera Elizabeth. Hi, Barbara Ann. Vera, I picked up Heartbreak because mm-hmm. we said we we're going to read it a, and a, a actually, year ago. Well, I did read it. We both read it, I think. I did finish it. I don't. I didn't finish it. I picked it up and I was like, there's a lot in here, actually. There is.
1: Should we say about this book, Heartbreak, a personal and scientific journey, author of The Nature Fix. Her name is Florence Williams. And this book came out pretty recently because there's a lot of covid Mm-hmm. You know, I think I actually heard about this book probably like on the news, on the news or I read about it. Okay. At the time, it was a new release. That was a year, about a year ago when we picked it up. So, let's uh you want to jump in? Let's should we jump into it right now? Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into so it. So she said, just yeah. say the words. What are we doing? Jumping into it. Okay. <laughs>
0: Gosh, I have so many feelings about this book. I think that's why it was, why I didn't want to deal with it. Because it's, oh, by the way, I'm still sick, in case anyone's wondering why it sounds like I'm talking through my nose. Here's the basic story. Mm-hmm. She was married for 25 years, the oh, author of the book. But she was with
1: him for even longer. Okay. How, how long was she with him? I think they split up around the time she's 50. Yeah. She met him when she was 18. Okay.
0: um, One of the reasons that he um, needed to separate from her was he needed to go find his soulmate. <laughs>
1: Uh. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you've spent 32 years with the wrong person, you know
0: what? Yeah, time is of the essence, mister. Time is of the essence, yes. And something she says really early on is that rejection plays a big part in her story. Mm Mm-hmm. Because rejection is felt as a deeply evolved threat to our survival. Mm. And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we, uh, that isn't given the weight that it should. And to realize that it's actually part of our evolution.
1: Yeah. Like a biological imperative type thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think sensitive people probably feel rejection really... Real bigly, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's and I don't know. I, I thought that was really fascinating. That it's actually like it's not that
1: you're crybaby.
0: Yeah, it's that you like you. Your you body feel doesn't like,
1: want you to die. Yeah, Wee.
0: totally. So the reason that we like the book, I think that is she bases her findings in neuroscience. Mm-hmm. And like research, research.
1: Right. For me, it was much in the same way that Upward Spiral by Dr. Alex Korb that we reviewed like two years ago was about depression and neuroscience. This one's about heartbreak and neuroscience. That's why I ran out, picked it up, read it, uh, put it aside for a year. Uh Well, is it just
0: neuroscience? Because she she looks into like... It's biology, right? Yeah. And she looks into studies. Yes. Instead of just like personal emotional experience which she does actually a lot of that's in there too
1: yeah which I like by the way I like she talks about her own personal experiences juicy juicy experiences yeah to an extent
0: so when I went back to try and make notes for this podcast all I read was what I underlined Mm -hmm. I didn't like the personal experiences Mm -hmm. yeah I think having been divorced and it was like such my divorce the one that I'm the first one my first divorce That's the one that really hit me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it hit me in a completely different way than the second divorce. You know, if I were going to compare the two divorces to what she went through, I would say that's the first one. Gosh, which is interesting because we were together like a fraction of the time that she was together. But all the emotions are familiar to me. And I didn't want to relive those emotions. I think Um, also with so you know, I was like in my late 20s when I went through that. And since then, I've had so many relationships, breakups, etc., breakups you know where I've been on both sides of the breaking up Mm -hmm. that I've had all this all of what she's struggling with I've been through so many times that it's like okay well hold on wait you're you're inhaling yeah um there's the key to why I'm so grumpy with her is that (laughs) she says really early on that she dismisses she she says like the book traces heartbreak from the moment of shock to feelings of rejection to grief and loneliness and finally towards a measure of repair, and she says she dismisses uh, she dismisses the ideas that you shouldn't form attachments too quickly and that the key to healing is to love yourself first, mm. and I think that is completely wrong. Yeah, from the bottom up, it, mainly you don't have to love yourself first because. If you love yourself first, you won't form those new attachments because you'll see they're garbage.
1: Right. Well, she is disagreeing with good information that's given her. She's rejecting that. But you are on board with the good information that she's rejecting, right?
0: I am. Okay. Yes. All in right. fact, I think there's no moving forward until you until you love yourself. And I think it's actually the the whole basis of why she stayed in a marriage for, for so long. Yeah. That was really unhappy. For example, she... She says that she she describes a dinner party that she was throwing for her friends and uh, she needs to see something on her husband's phone. He hands it over to her. It's a love letter he's written to another woman and he says he was confused and then they stuck it out for two more years. And that to me is like, uh, why? Why would you do that? He loves someone else. Well,
1: I mean, I I think because, and this is so hard for me to say because I met Blaine when I was 24, so young, but I'd been through this five year relationship prior that had been such an emotional roller coaster. I do feel like I got I had a lot of experience before I met Blaine. She had no absolutely no experience as an adult. As I said, she met this guy 5 weeks into college, 18 years old. So I guess I am saying it a little tiny bit about myself too, but there's an emotional stunting that happens when you get into any I think or any relationship. You know, you you don't have to grow. Some people don't have to grow, and I feel like she didn't i feel like she in some ways stayed 18 mm-hmm. because she didn't have to grow in any way that would have made her
0: I, I, I think i know what you're saying like that's all she knew i mean to me it, to me i boil it down to like she put all her self-worth into this person but yes it's all she knew and she you know she was with someone who, obviously he's an asshole if he says he w- needs to go find his soulmate like but i, I like, mean
1: I, I i don't know why they were together for that long so, I mean, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, they stuck it out for another two years. It's almost comical for me to compare their 32-year relationship with my five-year relationship that I had. But a good half of that, at least two years, was sticking it out, you know, after probably infidelity, obvious misery, you know. Why, why did you stick it out, though? Because probably like her, it was all I knew. I could not imagine my life without this person. I think I've told the story before, but I told him at one point after a big breakup If we ever break up again, I'm joining a nunnery, okay? But were you serious? Yes, I was serious. And he told me that I already dressed like a nun. Yes. It was a very romantic, (laughs) very romantic situation. But I could not fathom a life without this person. But you were
0: 22.
1: Like, your brain wasn't even fully formed. Yes. But in part, even though she's in her late 40s, there is a part of her, I promise you, that was still 18. Because that is all she knew. Her entire adult life. Yeah. You know, you don't have to consider what it's like to be by yourself if you're willing to do anything and to do anything is to have your husband hand you his phone right before dinner party with a love note to another woman and then say oh I, I, I don't know what's going on no I'm confused that's what he said so there is a part of me that absolutely understands why she stuck it out for another two years you know and i think there was a big part of me that there was obviously a big part of me that understood that my relationship was falling apart you know like i i had a crush on my, my eventual husband you Mm -hmm. know at least a year before um my relationship my five-year relationship ended I hadn't met really met him at that point but I knew that this was not going to be forever even though I kept thinking like I can't be without this guy I can't be without this guy I don't know what my life would be like without this guy
0: well regardless of my age I've never I've like kind of toyed with that idea with relationships but I've never thought I've never been that person I recognized when needs haven't been met and when I was young I would cheat Mm -hmm. So I could get those needs met and then stay with a partner, you know, for as long as it lasted, which, of course, it starts to fall apart as soon as you do that.
1: Why would you want to stay with that person? Because I love them and I like the stability. I'm sure she did, too. And And they had two kids. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, as insecure as I've been my whole life, I've never thought there's not someone else out there. I mean, now it's kind of a different story, which is very ironic because... I love myself more than I've ever loved myself, and I have grave doubts that there's,
1: you know, uh, there's somebody out. Oh my God, Barbara.
0: I mean, maybe I haven't seen any evidence of it. Aww. I mean, the, seriously, the irony is my standards are very high. And wait, that sounds that sounds so trite.
1: Specific or? No, it's just like uh, girlfriend. We gotta get you out of the country.
0: Um. Yeah. Get me out of the country. Um. <laughs> I. It, I mean, I'm not necessarily that sad about it, because it's just like, I would be sad if I thought like, oh, I'm deficient in certain things, and mm. but I don't feel that way. Where were we?
1: So back to the things that we liked about the book. We, we've we decided right now that we're going to review the first three chapters. Yeah,
0: so I, I can just go down through my notes sure. if you want. yeah, do, okay. do it. Okay. Um, she says that she, she rejects the idea that you shouldn't uh, form attachments early, mm-hmm. and that you don't need to learn how to love yourself first. And instead, she chooses, quote unquote, beauty, agency, and purpose. And I think you gave it away when you said she already wrote a book about how much she wants to fuck nature.
1: (laughs) No, Barbara, the nature fix, not the nature fucks. Okay. (laughs) She loves nature. She loves nature. She loves nature. She's working for big nature. So the beauty
0: agency and purpose, I think, comes from this trip she does down some water. Which
1: takes place late, way later yeah. in the book, but is is alluded to in the very, in the intro. Um, Not alluded to, discussed um, at length for the first time. <laughs> yeah, the first of many times. So let's
0: see. On page fourteen, I have a note about this rickety bridge test. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember that or I do okay? Yeah, yeah. So basically, the idea is that excitement, novelty, even anxiety enhanced sexual attraction in romantic love love, and i wrote equals affairs it just like it really struck me like have you ever i mean i'm being really um glib about this but i feel like it's the end of the year why not had an affair (laughs) and or cheated on someone and just how exciting it was but then when your partner you know you break that off suddenly you're left with like like what what am I doing
1: well with this with with a new person oh like why why did I think this was such a good idea probably because of the uh excitement novelty and anxiety yeah (laughs) but it's like someone looks completely different I don't like anxiety has no place in like no no (laughs) no no anxiety (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) yeah I suppose that that is what affairs are cheating people s- I reportedly love sneaking around it's yeah like exciting okay so the the bridge the rickety bridge test was like this girl there's a woman bridges. yeah there's two bridges one is rickety one is stable these are not metaphorical <laughs> these are actual bridges and they have a woman in the middle with a clipboard who's part of the study and she i can i can read it they ask a comely research assistant to stand in the middle of, <laughs> of one bridge and then the other each time she asks passing men to fill out a questionnaire. Offering that each could call her at home if he wanted to talk further. This and took place in the 70s. Yeah, I think. in 1974. It was assumed that most dudes alone on a bridge were straight. Wah, wah. Why? Only two out of 16 men who crossed the safe bridge called her, but nine out of the 18 men from the rickety bridge followed up. I think just maybe, like, those men were on their way. Never mind. What?
0: To meet to they're meet their gay gay lover. they they're on
1: their yes. They're like I have a feeling my beard is going to be on the safe bridge. I'm going to go on my on the rickety bridge to meet a.
0: Oh yeah, the, yeah yeah yeah. We should really pick this apart. So no all the. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: okay. So anywho, so that's the rickety bridge yeah. study, the exhaustive rickety yeah. bridge study. <laughs> Let's see on page seventeen <laughs> with the huge pool of thirty four men. Yeah. Is really? who, who might be straight or gay? We yeah. don't know. Well, we do not know.
0: There were assumptions in 1974. There were. Page 17, she says, she says the last 10 years of her marriage were troubled. She has a quote about like, uh, I, she was trying to put the puzzle pieces together and he'd already boxed it up. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why would you still want this? if 10 years of your fucking
1: life. You know, these are the paragraphs that really made me like a little nause- nauseated because... He was a what a senior or something when she was a freshman, and we're talking, as I said, five weeks. She's like a newborn baby, and mm-hmm. he's older, and they get together. So already power dynamic not great. She has a line here that says, uh, "His eyes would light up when a younger, prettier woman came around." Girlfriend, that's <laughs> yeah. God, I, I, including I've... thirty-two years ago when you guys met. This is, oh. not, this is not a new dynamic. Yeah. This is, oh, interesting. I'm going to guess something that has been happening the entire time you guys have been together. Oh,
0: man. I've been with guys like that. It's so gross. It's yucky. Because you can't even, like, call them on it. I
1: know. They're like, ooh, I don't know. I just, yeah, oh, did I? Babe? Oh. I'm, a ma- I'm a man. What do you want from me? I'm a red-blooded American. I'm a red-blooded <laughs> yeah. American. You know, also, I'm going to say, when she talks about what they had done together for the past 25 years, it's like a lot of kayaking. Kayaking is fucking all over this book. It is all over this book. But look, I think the reason that Blaine and I are so happy together after 22 years is that we've never fucking touched a kayak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Vera.
1: What? <laughs> Nothing. I <think> that that- <laughs> Did I just solve marriage? I solved Don't marriage. Go, <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, and that's an interesting point. It's like <laughs> she fucking kayaked a whole shit son, mm-hmm. when she was married and then she thinks she can kayak her way out of this.
1: Girl, stop with the motherfucking kayaking. It's not. <laughs> it's not working for you. <laughs> you need to try something else. You cannot kayak your way out of this one, my friend. <laughs> you know what? She talks about like camping and kayaking with her dad. Oh boy, this is just a replacement for this is a this is a father figure thing because he was. This kid was older than her by enough that he seemed mature. He
0: at, was... the, at that age, like a couple of years is a big deal.
1: It's yes. You're you can buy alcohol. Yeah. Okay. You can probably rent your own kayak if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> she we're figuring this out. He
0: oh, was just he
1: was just a father figure and she just traded one kayak for another. Really? But and d- that's why she's kayak with her dad later. Well, yeah, Barbara, don't make this weird. <laughs> too late i
0: I don't want to shit on her kayaking
1: no i know i know i'm just uh, can i just say a blanket
0: there's a lot of things i like about this book okay oh wait i have some more notes about how like coming at this book from a very personal place yeah uh, like break up with the person this is my advice yeah you break up with the person early on at what point early when you know that it's not working yeah and you fucking know yeah Uh, here's one reason Mm -hmm. first husband Mm mm-hmm And I are very good friends now. Mm. And she will probably never like this man ever again in her life. But we broke up and it was very difficult. Yeah. But now he's in my life. Yeah. And so is his new wife. And his new wife. Yes. They're both lovely. Yeah. Like this is the appropriate relationship for us. Yeah. And there's so much love. Yeah. And it's one of the things I value most in my, you know, amongst my friendships. Yeah. Instead of hating this person that you once loved, you could love this person. I was thinking about another boyfriend. We took too long to break up. Mm -hmm. And I remember visiting his new apartment that he'd like found way too soon. Mm -hmm. And being in his apartment going, oh, yeah, there's he's not coming. There's like it. The door has closed. The door closed a long time ago. Like that realization and then I think I've mentioned this before but thanks to Facebook I saw his anniversary with his partner and yes it was like overlapping with our relationship. But you know what now that person likes to you know we've hung out a couple times we don't hang out anymore but he wants to talk about having had sex and he wants to talk about like how much he misses me and that's not healthy and I don't have that friendship anymore because I don't think it's appropriate
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but wouldn't you rather have the power back and the lack of rejection than be swimming in it.
1: Yeah, I see. Yeah. So you're saying end it. End it before, when you know. And you know. Yeah. You always know. You always kind of know. You
0: do. Like it, the anxiety. It, it, anyway, so so she talks about Takotsubo.
1: Oh, yeah. I like Cardiomyopathy. That. Yeah.
0: And that's another reason.
1: So let's see.
0: Which chapter are we in now?
1: Uh, it's around page 22. Yeah, oh, I see. 24. It's, yeah. This is a chapter called The Heart.
0: It's a broken heart. It's yeah. um, It's a sudden rush of stress hormones that stuns your heart. It's
1: basically like cardiac arrest, right? Without the um, plaque buildup. Yeah.
0: Uh, like one of the ventricles, I think, swells. Yeah. Uh, most people live, but it causes permanent damage and some people don't live. yes there's like a small percentage of people who die from it and yeah. she tells a story of um, meeting a woman who experienced this she had thought that sh- her life with someone was going to end up in having a child and living in West Africa I think like, right she
1: had like uh, over the years sold off her business and like made all these plans and given her life over to this idea that they were gonna be together it wasn't just an idea I think he was upholding this idea oh, yeah. yeah yeah and then he needed Uh, He needed a break and then he disappeared for three months and then he was gonna break up with her and um, because a lady, another lady was pregnant.
0: Yeah. So on the night that she, the other lady was supposed to have her baby, it was like very specific. Yeah, I don't she, know where she, she got she, this information.
1: She, I think she made up some of the information. Okay. She drove by the house. She saw the house, his house. He was moving. He, she was like, oh, I bet my dishes are still in there. And then she, I think had this sort of imagination about like, okay, well, oh, I bet the other woman is going into labor. Yeah. And then I think she, I mean, it sounded like an anxiety attack that she had, you know, but it was this syndrome it was this broken heart thing and she basically like had this cardiac arrest don't let yourself get to that point ladies and gentle them don't do it
0: in this book she says people in bad relationships suffer more heart disease yeah so you can like a broken heart is a real thing Mm -hmm. i like that she's tying all this stuff to real science like it's not just a question of toughening up or that heartbreak is
1: not pull yourself together
0: Yeah, it's like your body changes, like your
1: cells change. uh Yeah, I underlined that somewhere. Oh, hold on. Uh, Can I read this part? Yeah, yeah. Okay, heartbreak reaches far beyond emotional anguish to influence physical health. People who have suffered lost love face an elevated risk of serious medical woes. It's not just their metaphorically sundered hearts. Although cardiac risk is a part of it, their cells look different. Their immune systems falter. Even their language skills drop off. Right. So that, is that, are we up to chapter three? Um, Oh, I have, I
0: have on page 26, I
1: have, our bodies
0: want us to feel safe and to feel loved. What happens to us when we lose that attachment is a central theme of this book. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like if you really were able to love yourself and you felt safe and loved, would that attachment be as devastating And I'm saying this like loving yourself as if it's an easy thing to do if you weren't raised that way, you know? You know, she
1: lost her mother in her 20s. I wonder if this is all tying back to kind of a little callously made the uh, father kayak joke, but I'm sure attachment is a huge part of this, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the part, like, as tumultuous as part of our upbringing was, I always felt loved by my parents. Yeah. And by you.
1: Even during the shoe incident?
0: No, I mean... (laughs) Not at all during the shoe <laughs> incident. Were you...
1: I don't even know who did who took the shoe. I'm just going to say you did it. Okay. okay well, I'm so, just going to say you did it. So when you...
0: <laughs> When, when you let me borrow your shoes in fifth grade and then you demanded them back. When you demanded them the, back? When you demanded them back. Back in the hallway? In the middle of the hall? No. In, on the no, steps. No, no, it was in the hall. Wait, the what? Out, the outside steps going what? up to the second floor. I do remember it was the second floor. What grade was it though? Fifth? Yeah, I'm going to say it was fifth. Okay, so then I didn't have shoes. <laughs> That's so not like, what happened. And, you, and it was at the beginning of the day. That's not happened. Yeah. That's not I happened. Had to, I had to st- Then I had to put rubber bands and um cardboard and newspaper on my feet. And it was raining that day. I had
1: plastic. I had plastic bags, but it wasn't raining. It was really You had hot. plastic
0: bags that you wouldn't let me It wear. was really
1: hot. <laughs> <laughs> the bags melted. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yes, I always felt loved. I, I did not... I, did, uh, yeah. I, I always felt loved. I didn't, we didn't lose our parents in our 20s. No. I think that makes a difference, you know? So yeah. imagine like her world. Okay, so she gets scooped up. I'm going to say it's his fucking fault because he was a senior and she was a freshman.
0: This but you've always dated older people. You can't say that. You can't get so mad at yeah, that. Yeah, but listen to me. Okay. I'm doing it anyway. Oh, right, You're pointing your well, finger.
1: maybe it's because I do feel some of this internalized, you know? Well, I'm definitely, I'm not angry at myself, but I'm like, oh. Why did I date guys that were so much older than me when I was younger? And right now. <laughs> <laughs> and all your life. Well, yeah, so maybe it's, it is coming from an internal place, you know? I mean, I don't think I wasted my early adulthood between age 20 and 24 with somebody who's twice my age, but I was so unhappy for so long. I know, and it
0: still affects you as it if it was does. yesterday. Someone I dated at that age...
1: I know, but you didn't have a five-year relationship with somebody who would, you would join a nunnery um, to. Yeah, but I've never had. I've that, never had that But that, that, that attitude. is the kind of, it wasn't an attitude, Barbara. It was like, I really believed it. It was really that feeling because when somebody, who, by the way, I met when I was 17, you know, who had been in my life since I was literally a kid. I don't know. It's a different kind of attachment. It's a different kind of worldview. Like, it seems like there are fewer options out there.
0: Here's my take on it. Mm-hmm. I think he was your key to a lot.
1: Oh, absolutely. Travel, yes. money, meeting other people,
0: good he, food.
1: No, he was He was interesting. He had. He was talented. He had so much going for him. People S- my age did not. People my age weren't interested in me, you know? So were you putting your self-worth in him? Oh, because to- you didn't yes! have that stuff? of okay. course I was, of course. I, I felt like my identity would disappear. I felt like my worth would disappear. Uh It was all wrapped up in that. And I think that she feels or felt the same way about this person,
0: you know? She doesn't give us any reason, though, to see what the value in
1: him is, right? Maybe he doesn't have value. Maybe he's really great at kayaking. (laughs) (laughs) Only. That could be true, Barbara. But when you're 18, (laughs) like, maybe kayaking is... I mean, it wasn't in my top five, but... (laughs) But our dad wasn't a kayaker, That's you know? That's true. That's true. Hey, you know what, though? My dad was an animator, and you know what my boyfriend was? An
0: animator. Yeah,
1: you know? I'm drawing conclusions here. I'm drawing I'm drawn parallels. Anyway. Oh, man. But, you know, but I fucking had that. I knew, I knew, age 22, 23, 24, this, I'm not happy And I, I changed so much and I did all the things I thought I needed to do. And then, but finally I fucking said, no, this is not this. No. And was it before you met Blaine? Well, I met Blaine because, and I didn't even meet him. It was the first time I saw him because we'd, me and Marlon had had that breakup and you took me out Mm -hmm. to see a comedy show. And there he was. I mean, would you have been really ready
0: to never go back to Marlon if you hadn't met Blaine?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think so. Yeah. That, that one, that weekend, that one weekend he had, I go by emotions, but I also go by logic and I could see, I mean, I think I talked about this, but that we would have these cycles of like breakup, makeup. And yeah. I could see that they were almost halving how- each time. Yeah. And we were down to a three-week cycle. And I was like, this will be a one-week cycle very soon. Yeah. And I just couldn't do it anymore. And you and I went away to San Diego for the weekend. And when I came back, we did try, you know, because he would do that love bombing thing where it's like, I'm going to gonna do all this crazy stuff. And we did, you know, the crazy romantic thingy. And I was just... At the um, spa? Yeah, at the spa. Yeah. And I was just completely dead inside. Like, just, I've never felt that numb, that dead before. I just, I wasn't sad. I wasn't mad. I was just nowhere. I was nowhere to be found. Yeah. There's no going back from that. There really wasn't. I mean, if someone took me to that gross spa, <laughs> I would <laughs> the same. <laughs> it was kind of cool, actually, in its own gross way. But anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so no, there, there was nowhere to go at that point. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't even fake it anymore, but it's like, I, I had to go through that cycle so many times, yeah. so many times, you know, and it really was at that point in numbers game like, okay, I could wait this out for another week and a half and then another, um, you know, seven days and then another three days. Like that's it. There's no other way it could have gone. I see. It, yeah. All right. Okay. Um, there's a part about breaking up in here that I uh, resonated with me like the first time that I broke up with Marlon. Like this, all this stuff is 100% true. Um, she says in Fisher's study, she's talking about Helen Fisher, who's an author. She said in Fisher's study, she found that the subjects thought about their rejecting beloveds for full 85% of their waking hours. Yes. <laughs> uh, this included inappropriate phoning, writing or emailing. Yes, except I don't think I really did email at that point. Pleading for reconciliation. Yes, sobbing for hours, drinking too much. Yes and or making dramatic entrances and exits into their rejector's home place of work or social space to express anger despair or passionate love yes 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 oh my gosh yeah Yeah, i still had a key to his apartment and he i I knew he was like gone or something oh we shared a parking space a tandem parking space under Mm -hmm. his building i had moved um a block and a half away he made sure that i was situated before he really fully broke up with me um, so I still had a key to his place and I, uh, you know, I knew he was coming back or something from somewhere and I, you know, what I thought he would like some roses. Oh no. I thought he would like some roses. So I went ahead and let myself in and put some roses on his, oh, my ca- how, how casual of how ca- you. I know how nice, you know, just like, Hey man, kind of thinking. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I think, yeah, was just like, I was in the neighborhood. Oh, God. I was in the neighborhood and I thought I would just drop off some roses. I know. That. I'm sure he took it that way too. He's yeah, like, he was oh, like... she must have had just some extra. Yeah. He was like, oh my God, that is so, wow. She's really taking this well. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we, I think we stayed broken up for about another month and then uh, we actually did get back together for another Remember. year or so. Yeah. Okay. So don't do that. Give the, give the key back immediately. Anything else from chapter three? Oh yeah, the bottom line is when you have sex with somebody, any stimulation of the genitals drives up the dopamine system and you can fall in love. With orgasm, there's a real flood of oxytocin and vasopressin linked with feelings of attachment, so casual sex is not so casual... Keep that in mind.
0: Yeah. I have that double starred. That's also from Helen Fisher, right?
1: Yeah. But um, good thing she included it in the book. And then, but earlier said that she doesn't believe in it, right? Yeah. I mean, she's good about
0: like saying, these are the things I chose to ignore. And then here's all the stuff that I just learned, you know, that whether or not I applied it. Okay. But I do want to say, wait, Helen Fisher is a, because we actually, our friend Jennifer Silverman who just sent me a text i was supposed to see her today and she said um it's so weird because i feel like we've been talking this whole time like i haven't seen her in months Uh um but it's just because she listens to the podcast
1: hi jennifer hi jennifer i miss you um,
0: she gave us one of her books. She's
1: oh, like, is it Anatomy of Love? I okay. forget what it's called. Because I did have that underlined. because that sounds like a book I I want to read. Anatomy of Love, yeah. A Natural History of Mating, Marriage, and Why, we, why stray. we
0: Stray. Hey, wait, wait. I want to say who she is, though. Okay. She's She's a <laughs> biological anthropologist who studies the neurotransmitters of love and a research fellow at the Kinsey Institute. So yeah. I think that's fascinating.
1: Yeah. Barbara, yes. um, before we go, I just want to say, I want to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners, Nottingham L, who uh, we've been conversing a little bit. um, And she brought up the subject of adult crushes. And I think that's something that we need to talk about.
0: adult crushes
1: adult crushes yeah when you're like you know in your late 40s but you have like a crush on somebody is this
0: when you're in a relationship or not in a relationship
1: not it, uh, not not yeah okay yeah, so spending spending some time on somebody who's maybe not spending the same amount of time on you yeah
0: i mean i i could write several books okay on that. so that's why i thought it would be interesting <laughs> to
1: talk about great yeah. thank
0: you okay and then also when i'm not skating while i wait to date uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think I might need to just be around crampuses
1: all oh. the time. Oh yeah, Krampuses.
0: Because I found out last night that they make me so happy. Uh
1: huh. We were at. <laughs> Do we? Can we see what a Krampus is? Um. Well,
0: let's just put up some photos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that's. I just thought I'd throw that out there. No,
1: go ahead. Yeah, okay. that's great. Yeah. Right. Krampi. Krampi is, is yeah. the uh, plural. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. <music> Hi, this is Nate. You heard me say over and over, over and over, over and over that the Daily Ladies podcast could use your contribution to dollar sign Daily Ladies on Cash App. So what are you waiting for? You're not a screwed, right? And also remember about those five stars. Give them to the Daily Ladies. What is it? Can it take you more than two minutes? I mean, your review could just say, it's a great podcast. Okay, I think I have said my piece. Have a happy holiday. Night night.